January the 13th, March 2005, a sunny hot afternoon, a cold windy morning. For some, these are just regular days, while for others, these days hold meaning. This was when they lost someone they deeply cared for. After the death of someone you love, you experience bereavement, which literally means to be deprived by death. On today's episode, I'm joined by someone who has experienced the reality of loss, who has overcome and is still overcoming as she shares her story on dealing with the loss of a loved one. I am Shalom Tutu Charles. This is Quarantine Series. Thank you for bantering with me. Welcome to a new episode in Quarantine Series. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, and you? I'm great. Please, can you introduce yourself? Okay, um, Ifama Monica Udu, and I'm a final year dental student of the University of Patakot. I'm a Nigerian. Okay, welcome to the Quarantine Series. Today, we're talking about dealing with the loss of a loved one, and... I know you've lost someone close to you. How long ago was that? Four years ago, 2016. Okay, can you share a bit of that story, how it all happened or it all unfolded? Well, I lost my mother on 22nd of January, 2016. She died of um, gastroenteritis. I found out on that day and I had to go home the same day. Luckily enough, we stay in Patakot, so I was able to see her and take her to the mortuary, and that was it. That's so sad. Can you describe the emotions you felt upon getting the news? Like, how did you get the news first? Or was it through a phone call or someone came to meet you? Where were you at at that time? Okay, I was in 200 level at the time. Okay, where you stay? Yes, I was in school. I stay in Bilo Jonathan Hostel. Actually, my phone is on airplane mode or bland silence so i don't usually like ringtones and everything so i had a missed call i had a missed call Mm -hmm. i I had two missed calls when i woke up around 4 a.m although previously Mm -hmm. around wednesday that day was a friday my mom had already said i should come back home that she was not feeling really great so i thought i was Mm -hmm. going to come back that friday but not as early as i was seeing a missed call from her so I was kind of worried. I tried to call back and she wasn't picking. So I called a close family friend of ours. And the person said I should go home that day. I should not even bother having my back. I should just start going. I was worried. <laughs> so at that point, I was just having different kinds of thoughts. Like, why is she not picking up? Why is this other person like picking up? And what does the person know that I don't know and stuff? But I didn't call the person. Okay. Although the person said I should not have my back, I had my back. <laughs> so I there was no shuttle at the time when I was leaving the campus so i had to walk down towards genesis like throughout the entire walk with my earpiece i just need that something are you serious you walked you walked from good luck like you guys know uniport wow okay i had to walk down so that was like the the entire time when i knew that something was amiss i think your your mind just knows when something Mm. i think i i think for people who like believe in god and stuff you just know that something in you is telling you that something is amiss but you don't know what it is, right? Because, mm. I mean, you're not... And something is just not right. Okay, but mm. that's how I got the message. They didn't tell me that something was wrong with her. They just said, go home. You understand? So, I was, as I was entering... Our okay, estate, but uh, do you think that at that point where they were telling you, come home, she had already passed? Yeah, she already, she already, she already passed. Still... 
already passed around 1 okay. a.m. And they were calling me around 3 a.m., remember? So she had already passed. Okay. I just wanted me to come back home because I think there was a rule then that in Montreal that you needed a family member, right? So join a close mm. family member, something like that. Because I had extended family members around. I had uncles who had cars and stuff. We needed a close family member to join in to go and deposit a body. I think something like that. That was what was actually making them like call me or so, I think. Mm. When I was entering the estate, that was around eight, nine. The way people were looking at me, I just knew, like, you know, in your estate night, people will know you and stuff. I just knew, like, mm, I was wrong. Mm. And as I reached there, they had pitiful yeah, faces. Yeah, as I reached there, the gate was wide open, unusual. Why? Your chairs outside. People were waiting. Mm. So, but I, I didn't break down at the point. I just told them that they should please go, right? So they were shocked. Mm. They were like, ah, well, I said, no, you can just go. And they were worried. Because at the time, I was trying to communicate with my uncle to come with his car, his big car, it was an SUV, so that we can put her tag on too much. And that's all my thoughts. Just, let's take this one and go and drop her. Let me focus. Like, there was no focus. There was no, there was nothing on my mind. Then my mind was blank. Like you said, what do you think? What did I have? As- the emotions you felt at blank. that point. I didn't cry. I didn't scream. I didn't roll on the floor like how Nigerian movies portray it, you know. I was just blank. Mm. All I was just think, okay, 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 we have to take her to the mortuary. That's only thought because I don't know, I cannot exaggerate the dead. But, but looking, is it just your personality or that was just how you, your mind just kind of was dealing with it at that moment or on a normal day, would you respond to like a shocking news that way? Are you like in charge of your emotions or it was just something that sprung up on you? My point is, the way you were expressing yourself at that moment, is it was it something new or this is just the usual way you deal with like shocking news or okay. something? Okay, majorly when I want to deal with emotions, whether shocking news, sad news, whatever it is, I'm always very calm. Mm. At that time when I'm calm, okay. The only thing I, I'm thinking of that thing, but I'm trying to I try to remove myself from that. That's why I don't have many memories of things because I try to delete the memories immediately i just feel that they will hurt me if i keep thinking and revolving around them they have happened okay i used to always say it has happened it has happened like there's nothing i would do now to change it right that will change so what it. should we now do we'll be doing immediate things not like thinking for an example when i fall down as a kid i will stand up and i'll start looking for injuries like that's my first point of call to look for injuries. I'm calm, not like you be wailing. I don't know. That's all I just think. Okay. Calm, in calm, you can now like really direct your thoughts. I think, but like you said, it's a personality thing. Okay. Some people would cry at first. Mm. Yeah. But me, I'll be calm at yeah. first. I'll be calm, and I'll try to. <laughs> I try to strategize. Although I'm not strategizing, like at that moment, I'm not doing anything. Your mind is just blank, honestly. So in other words, at that moment, you were just calm, just thinking of how to get her that to the mortuary and was, be done with that, that, was, that phase. That was all in my mind. So at what point did you now break down? Okay. Um. Well, when it was now finally time to bury my mother, during the entire preparation, so it didn't take time, actually. Around April, we were set okay. to bury her. There was no use wasting all those money for taking care of at the mortuary and all. So we're set. That was not when I broke out. 
Well, I didn't. Okay, we're now taking her to the village to go and bury her and stuff. I didn't break down. Then I was wondering why. But immediately I saw that that coffin. You know, after I think what is do that that thing is to expose. They open the coffin or something. Yes, they, I think they did that. Yeah, my they open it then. And you move around and stuff like everybody just married. Yes, after okay. that time, that one nothing happened then. It was when they were now taking the coffin down to the ground. I just, I, mm. the, the tears, the headache after that. It just yes. hits you. I like, I could not imagine that never again <laughs> would I not see her. Then that was. Mm. It was like that realization yes, just that, hit you then. Yes, now. Like, now, never again. Like, whether in this life, I won't like. In this life, like this, tomorrow, next tomorrow, never again. You know, when you were, when she was in the coffin, you say, okay, she then inside here, you can understand. But this one is not again, just in the ground, mm. right? <laughs> Why do I feel like you're taking deep thoughts? Okay. <laughs> I'm just listening to you. So, would you would you call that phase as um as at when you heard the news and until when she was laid to the ground? Would you call that denial phase? Did you go through a denial phase like this woman has not yet passed, she's still going to come back? Because I know some people yeah, go through that. Well, no, I did not. I like I said, I like to delete myself from the emotions. Like I know it has happened. Like I realized that long, long mm-hmm. ago. But I I don't want to I don't want it mm. to touch me I don't want it to hit me like you know like you're trying to avoid it not like you're denying it you know but you're avoiding it right so I was not denying it okay so okay so talking speaking about condolences how did you handle that I know talking dealing um dealing with loss of a loved one is actually very individualistic people handle it differently and speaking on condolences because over the past year i've had a lot of people around me that i know lose someone and when it comes to the point where you're like trying to reach out i'm usually confused sometimes i'm scared like i don't have words to say i'm like does this person even want me to be there or does me telling this person sorry does does this person want me to throw this pity part how did you deal with condolences with people coming to you trying to comfort you and all like how was I that think process for the, you the um the concept of condolences is calm because people would use hmm. words that are quite annoying such that um i i have been in your shoe before try to give you some experiences that are not necessary like our lives are different like you don't know if my mother was my closest parent okay you understand then you you have mm. lost your mother let me say when you were 12 mm. i was 20 at this time like mm. me and my mother have spent 20 years you just spent 12 years like it's not compared it can't be compared right you understand mm. all those stories they annoys mm. me or when you come up and just saying sorry and you're staring at my face i'm like what is going to happen now? Okay, we're going to be testing the memories I have with my mother. <laughs> so I tried to keep it moving. Like, even when people were trying to say, let me come and see me, I was always running away to town. Like, during the weekends, like, mm. church organizations and all of those. They're trying to come see me. Yeah. I That's was, in school. I was always You're running away. To... I was always forming okay. busy. I was not really busy in the entire aspect. Or people will come up with God knows best. My God. Why is your own mother not dead? Please, God knows. This. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, or oh, God has a plan for you. What is this plan? 
what's this plan at this moment <laughs> so in other words those were like um condolence words i be i don't know what i'll call them phrases that yes like we're going to say or like you said you're confused as to what say everybody's confused right you just say you're sorry and be like hope you're good Mm. For sure, the person will lie. Fine, right? But <laughs> she said for sure. You said, but, I was would you have like at any point just really break down and be like, you know what? Okay, I'm I not... actually broke down like most times in my bed. I can remember my roommate. If she ever listens to this podcast, she remember she just used to watch me. Like there was a funny, funny person. Hi, favor Cornelius. Okay, so the funny person. <laughs> she would just see me bitch that in night or like mm-hmm. see me sniffing or something and she wouldn't bother me and honestly she was like the best person like no need to come and start touching my back I know those people were trying to do when I was crying trying to rub my back like <laughs> I was a child or something I don't understand just let me be right then when I'm done let me say the next morning the next thing she will say is have you mm-hmm. eaten do you want to eat this thing she was showing her care, but she didn't mm. know what to say, like you said. But she was trying her best. And it did not go unnoticed that mm. she was trying her best. I appreciated her, right? But it's not like she came mm. down one day and sat down and said, mm. telling me, God knows best. God will provide. God will ensure your life. No. She showed it. You don't need to see mm. it. You just show it. You come around. Did you have clothes to wash? You have food to eat? You have money? Do you want to go to class? Are you prepared to go to class? Come, let's go together. Let's read. You understand? Those were like little acts. I knew that mm, yeah, she was mm. involved, right? So that was it. Okay, so what helped you during the grieving period? Like, what were the <laughs> things of school? Okay, like, how did you not let your grief progress to depression? Because I know a lot of people are caught in this web. No matter how we want to turn twist it or turn it into depression. For now, honestly, I'll tell you honest truth. From that time to now, I've been seeing different mm. people, mental health physicians. So it's not like I have moved on, right? Mm. I would always advise people, you don't mm. know it all, right? Um, people will say, ah, because you're a medic or something, you, but these people are professionals, right? They are trained. They have this quote. They would not mm. want to gossip about you and say, oh my God, see how she's behaving or something. You understand my point? That was always my problem. So you get these people, you talk to them, you break down to them, like, even, like, yesterday or so, I had to speak to one of them, too. She has moved abroad, she has zakpa. Interesting is you have to get it for yourself. <laughs> like you said, some people have friends. I didn't have those. So what's your next option? You have to get professional. Mm. Professional help. So talking yeah. to people, talking really to people like you in said. In your grieving process. Yes. Talking Aside to people from school. are helpful. They would make you see best. That's when, it's after everything is done. Not at that two weeks or two days interval that somebody will come and start telling God knows best. It's after everything is done, let me say after the burial, Mm. You're, you're not feeling the emptiness like very empty and you're trying to look for what to fill it with people mm. now go into their thoughts and think and think and overthink they don't have people to talk to or the people that they're talking to are not really giving them the face or the answers they need i just feel everybody should get professional help really nice honestly and it's not like i am not depressed i am just living with it like 
my psychologist <laughs> say you're living with it it's your truth mm. it is now you you can't delete it like it's in you now it's ingrained that oh, lost your mother you now have to make constant efforts in living with mm. and living through it there are multiple mothers day celebration i know people who lost their mothers and every time there's mothers day celebration they'll be nagging I'm like, why are you nagging? Why are you angry at other people for celebrating? Mm. <laughs> that's another thing. Honestly, that's another thing. Because sometimes me as a person, I do, especially when, say, when you've had a friend that has maybe lost a mother or a father, and sometimes I'm, I try to check mm. myself that it's talking yeah. about my mother it, it, or talking about my father it too, reminds like, too much us. for this it person. It reminds them, it reminds everybody. But I have to now say that that's where professional help comes in. They now try to explain to you that Yours has gone does not mean you shouldn't celebrate other people's own. Who would have friends, who would have mm. lovely mothers, who would want to right. always want to reach out to you. You would have mother's friends or mother's best friends or aunties, in this case, who want to reach out to you. You will not embrace those people as mother figures. We're not saying forget your mother, right? She cannot be forgotten or forget mm. your father or forget okay. your brother or your sister. No, they can't. But you have other people, let me say, friends who now act as your brothers. Don't now dismiss them. They want to give you brotherly advice, brotherly help, fatherly advice, fatherly help. In the midst of grieving and then in depression, you miss out on great things, mm. right? So you meet these people, these wonderful women mm. along the way, whom you can still celebrate on Mother's Day or you just celebrate yourself if you're a female. If you're a mate, celebrate yourself and hope you live out mm-hmm. <laughs> with your parents live, right? That's been like what the advice has been. And I've been taking that in. And there's no need being sorry. Like there are International Women's Day 27 times of the year. You will be tired. You will grieve forever. <laughs> uh, so you have to get used to it, actually. So the concept of time, like what do you have to say about time? Does it help? Mm, yeah, the time you get used to it becomes part of you. Okay, but slowly, but how about looking at the other mm-hmm. point, like you're forgetting the person, you're slowly forgetting the memories or just losing touch with the person more and more as time passes. Well, Is that I think painful? you forget them if, like I said, I compared something, you had a parent you lost at five. You didn't make any memory with them. You understand? At five, you barely understand mm. things mm. or you guys didn't have any quarrels, any fights. Like me, at 20, you can imagine what me and my mother have gone through, different phases, adolescence phase, puberty phase. The time I was not hearing what the time I was mm. hearing. And the constant talks, <laughs> boy this, man this, you understand, right? There was always, there's always a memory or there's something mm. that someone will say now. And I'll just laugh because she has said it before. And I'll just laugh at it because I can't remember those things. So it's not like I've forgotten. It's just that it's not in the present. But you always remember. Okay. There's always something to remind you. When you see people doing something, you'll be like, oh, she used to do this stuff. Or when I see people, so some they of don't. The memories so never you're go. living a life that people, like they say, he should always repeat himself. If you're really attentive around you, you will just see someone maybe in your family, portraying mm. these traits of the person you've lost. You'll be like, Jesus, you're acting like mommy, oh God. You understand? So, like, you remember mm. her at that point, right? You remember her. But when you're a kid, five, mm. four, three, or as a child, you're just born, 
it's only stories you've heard. At the point, those stories were clear because there was no touch. There was nothing. That's what I feel because I've seen people who lost their parents like when they were five. This just wish, how I wish I had time like you. And I'm like, God, all of us have lost. Now, what is this comparison? <laughs> okay. So, being that you've lost, do you have any final words for people out there dealing with loss of a loved one? Maybe they lost them yesterday, they lost them a year ago, they lost them five years ago. Do you have any final words for these people who might be listening? They are gone. You have a whole life ahead of you. You have to make use of that life. Try to get help and live your life to the fullest. Hopefully, we meet in the world beyond when we make heaven. Thank you so much for taking time out and sharing your story and being a source of encouragement. Thank Thank you. you. Right. there you have it on today's episode on dealing with the loss of a loved one i hope you've been able to draw out some points that are really helpful that you can share with your friends or apply to your life if you've lost a loved one so i read an article and i saw some points which are worth noting and i would love to share in dealing with loss or losing someone you love the best thing you can do is to allow yourself to grieve this will help you effectively cope with your pain So first off, you want to seek out people who care for you, friends, relatives who understand your feelings and will help you go through that phase that you're in. You want to learn to express your feelings. Tell others how you're feeling. It will help you walk through the process. Take care of your health. Get plenty of rest. Eat well. This will help you deal with your grief. Accept that life is for the living. It takes effort to begin to live again in the present and not dwell on the past. Be patient. It can take months or even years to absorb a major loss and accept that your life has changed. And seek outside help when necessary. When it feels like the grief is too much to bear, you can seek professional assistance to help you walk through your grief. It's a sign of strength and not weakness. And then for others, If you have a friend who has lost someone, you can help them through the grieving process. You can share share in their sorrow, allow them, encourage them, talk about their feelings, share memories of the diseased. Don't offer false comfort. It doesn't help the grieving person when you say, it was for the best, you'll get over it with time. Instead, offer a simple expression of sorrow and take time to listen. Ifoma made mention of this. Offer practical help. It could be like cooking or running errands. These are all ways to help someone who is in the midst of grieving. And remember, be patient. This will help encourage the person and help the person recover from a major loss. Make yourself available to talk. And don't hesitate to recommend professional help when you feel someone is experiencing too much pain to cope alone. Thank you very much.